Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the unexpected. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, this topic comes from you. So I'm going to start with asking, what is your inspiration for the unexpected? Well, unexpectedly, yesterday, as we were trying to come up with a topic, I was browsing or scrolling Facebook, and one of my very favorite music artists, there's a video by her. Melanie Damore is an amazing vocalist from Oakland, California, and There was a piece of music that was sung at a recent women's music festival. And as an introduction to the piece of music, she was talking about how there was an experience that she had that made this piece of music different for her, that changed her experience of it, that made it go from being something that people in some ways mock or make fun of or make light of this piece of music. And in that moment, it was completely changed and brought back to its roots, brought back to where it comes from. And I think for me, what it echoed back to, and I'll I'll explain what the song was in just a moment, but what it echoed back to is that this kind of piece of music or Sometimes either a piece of music or a piece of information or a piece of a story can be made fun of, can be turned into a cliche. Things can be taken that are incredibly powerful and incredibly holy from one culture or from a group of people and then taken and turned into something that is made fun of or belittled or put down and we make them less powerful than they were. We try to short circuit them. We try to make them seem silly. We try to make them seem unimportant. Mm -hmm. But what happens when all of a sudden we catch that unexpected moment of the spirit coming in and saying, pay attention to this. Listen to this moment. Watch this place. And in the video, Melanie tells this story and then she sings Kumbaya, Mm -hmm. which is a prayer song, meaning come by here. And I think it's so easy to take that song and be like, hey, let's all sit around and sing Kumbaya. But When we sit and we listen to it, we are hurting, Lord. Come by here. The power in that is astonishing. And when we can take a look at these things that are unexpected, when we can stop our belittling of things, when we can stop our shifting and our disconnecting and we can listen and we can 
find and we can know. It's amazing the depth that we can suddenly experience. So we will link this video on our page, Mm -hmm. on, on our blog, and you can find this video online. But it is glorious when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit can come into your day, smack you upside the head and say, pay attention. Here's something that you don't expect to be powerful and mighty and important, but it is. I'm listening to you tell the story and I watched the video and I didn't quite have the same experience, (laughs) which is to be expected actually, because we're all bringing different things to the world and different perspectives and, and everything else. How do you slow down I think, which is part of it, Mm -hmm. to recognize when these things happen? That's a great question. Or is it something that you really just got when you were reflecting on it later and you didn't recognize the power at the time? For me, it comes quickly through music. Okay. So I think that for me, it's going to happen quickly in music, but it may not happen by looking at a plant. Like for someone else, it might really come quickly when they're out in their garden. But for me, I'm not going to have that same experience when I'm walking outside because I'm so present in trying to make sure that there aren't too many allergens, Mm -hmm. that I'm not getting attacked by pollen and my lungs are still functioning, that I am not going to be as slowed down and as in tune with spirituality and the whispers of the spirit when I'm present in a garden or outside in nature. But when there is music and particularly when there is harmony and particularly when it is folk music, that is all going to catch my soul and pull me to a place of the divine very quickly. So I think that maybe part of this is knowing what kind of unexpected moments will be most likely to reveal the divine to you. Sure. Oh, well, isn't that the trick for everything, though? Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, that's a really great point. I hadn't thought about that because that totally is right up the alley of what is going to call to me. Guitar, voices singing in harmony, Mm -hmm. music that is etched in story. That's 100% going to call me to prayer in a heartbeat. And have you sort of always known this? Or how do you start recognizing the things that will trigger that response in you? Hmm. I think it's paying attention. Mm -hmm. Paying attention to when you do find it. So when you find those moments in your life, and part of it is that, right, I'm a professional Christian. I literally get paid to do this stuff. Sure. And that is the truth of why we have pastors in our communities, why we have religious leaders, is that we are the people within the community who practice these things on a regular basis to help all of us do these things. And so I practice and pay attention to prayer, and I practice and pay attention to my relationship with the divine on a regular basis Whether I intend to or not, that is part of who I am. So I think that when you are doing these things and you find that there is a moment where you think, oh, I am connected 
And I don't necessarily always think I am connected to God in this moment. I will think of, I am connected to other people. And to me, that is as much a connection to God as a connection to others. Because for me, a connection to other people, a connection to story with other people, a connection to history, a connection to shared longing and purpose, all of that for me is the same as being connected to the divine. Because I think that that is all part of the divine and what we were created to be a part of. And so... In those moments when I find that, I experience that. I wonder, for you, particularly, do you experience that when you're baking? I don't even think it's so much that. I think it's when I'm out and I'm looking at things. I have a love of photography that comes from probably high school more than anything. Huh. And for me to stop and sort of picture something, be there a close-up of a flower or an image in the sky. And usually what happens is I'll take my phone out and I'll try to capture it. And then I realize my mind's eye is the best thing for this. I'm never going to get what I'm actually seeing <laughs> to recreate it. But to be able to stop, recognize that it's something that is meaningful or is spectacular enough to warrant a pause and to just stop and enjoy is something I don't really give myself enough time to do, even though I am trying to get out more and take more walks. But life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those photographs, those moments of the presence in the moment and the mind snapshot, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. This is making me think of when you call out in the prayers of the people, where are you seeing God? And it's very much, you can tell what people are shouting out every week, who has what interest and what they're bringing to it from the sunshine versus the rain versus the laughter of a kid versus a book. Who knows? Yes. But you sort of get an understanding for where this is hitting people. Absolutely. And that recognition that God is found all over the place in different ways And in unexpected moments when we can open ourselves to that. I don't know. There's just something wonderful about that and something delightful. I think for me, part of what I appreciated about this moment was the reclamation of power in it. Okay. That the things that we try to make seem silly or that we try to make less important, God will reclaim somehow. So if we try to say that blowing dandelion seeds is less important, that it is a childish activity, then someone will be able to take a photograph of a dandelion seed flying away from the puffball, and it will be the most elegant photograph that you've seen in a year. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's something about this incredible ability of God to be able to make the things that we as human beings can try to deign as unnecessary, to elevate them to be holy. And so every time we try to draw that line and say that this thing on the other side is not holy, this thing on the other side is silly or unnecessary 
or not good or unworthy. Every time we try to downplay it, God will come along, lift it up and say, look at how beautiful, look at how holy, look at how amazingly crafted and created this thing is, and highlight it with a dewdrop, or send just that perfect little bit of starlight in the midst of the dark to land on the leaf of the dying rose. I don't know. It's just astonishing how God will come back and reclaim those things that we say are not worthy. And I love that. I just love that. And I think in the midst of a time that is very difficult and very hard and very heartbreaking, to have that promise that God will always look to the things that we have called unworthy and claim them as beautiful and wondrous. I needed to hear that this week. So I offer that out. Is it something that you wish could be more of a, I'm going to say group project for lack of a better term, but something that you want to share Or is it something that really is best on an individual sort of basis, like the prayers of the people? Somebody will see it in a rainbow. Somebody else will see it in a poem kind of thing. I think it's amazing when we can experience it as community. Yeah. It seems rare. It is rare. I think we try for it whenever we gather in worship. There are Definitely moments of holiness in every service that I am present in. I will not say that that is, you know, don't get me wrong. That's always true. And moments of like, take your shoes off, you're on holy ground kind of experience of holiness in worship. Maybe a handful of them in the years that I have. Like, take my breath away, knock me in the gut kind of feeling. Maybe a handful of them. Do you think you're more open to them just given your profession? Mm, I don't think so. And usually they're not when I'm presiding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right. I think it has to do more along the lines of I'm in worship a lot because of my job. So. Sure. So how do you keep from second guessing this or what happens if you go back and you sing Kumbaya with somebody and you don't get the same reaction? Does that mean you got to keep looking or is it? I'm not going to get the same reaction. No. No, it's not going to be the same as that moment. But it doesn't lessen the moment. Mm -mm. No, because every moment is fleeting. Each second you're in is just the second that you're in. Singing Amazing Grace at the graveside of one person is not going to be singing Amazing Grace at the graveside of another person. Each situation is completely unique. And it will never be the same. The only thing we can ever do is be fully present in each moment. And the holiness of each moment will be its own kind of experience. And to compare them one to the other is not necessarily fair or kind or just. I think to understand that there are moments when, for me personally, for Amanda, not for Pastor Amanda, not for the Reverend Dr. Amanda Zensolo, right? But for Amanda Clare, child of God, 
called and baptized beloved child, for the moments when I have felt holy ground and the spirit is present and it's going to be okay, that those moments come when I need them and I need to rest in them and be present in them and be aware of them as much as I can. And when they aren't there, trust that they'll come again and be open to them because it's hard to be in this time. It's really hard. That's for sure. And so trusting and being and leaning into the presence of God and faith is important. And so I can't expect every time I sing Kumbaya to be exactly like this one moment where in the midst of the week that we've been having, in the midst of the frustration, in the midst of I'm supposed to have a day off and I'm trying to take a day off, but I'm so frustrated that it's the world and I don't know how to rest and all of these things are happening. And here's this beautiful, incredible contralto voice saying, come by here, God, just come by here. Your people need you. Come by here. And the words echoed my heart in that moment. And they may not echo my heart tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I will want to sing about a God that gets angry and smites people. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Or a God of gentleness that holds us and covers us with her wings. Who knows? But in that moment, I felt alone and buffeted, and I wanted God to show up. So I think we just need to be present in our moments and trust that it will be enough. Excellent. Did that answer your question? It did. Okay, this is going to lead me to my last question. When you are in the midst of life and whatever, what do you sort of lean back on to give you that thing? Is there like an object that you look at or do you turn to a song when you haven't gotten the new unexpected? Is there a certain unexpected you turn back to? That's a great question. Yes. I usually go to music. I usually go to songs because for me, that has been what works for me throughout my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of folk music A lot of my life, I've gone to Jennifer Knapp Mm -hmm. and the song Peace, which I've talked about a lot on here. Recently, I have been listening to a song by an artist named Lily Ferfaro. For people who are newer around here, I am really into Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. and a show called Critical Role. There is a character in the first campaign who is a cleric named Pike. Lily Ferfaro is a folk artist who writes songs for the characters. Nice. She has written a song for the cleric Pike. And the song is from the perspective of Pike's goddess. And it is a song called Second Chances. And it is a comforting song to Pike of reminding Pike that she doesn't have to be perfect and 
that her call is to remind people of their second chances and to love them. And it has been an incredibly powerful gift of a song for the last seven months. It came out in December or January of this year. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the unexpected and recognizing it. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And I hope that you find the divine in some unexpected, beautiful way this week. If you do, we would love to hear about it. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org or share with us on Facebook. It would be wonderful to hear from you and it would brighten our day. So thank you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what. <laughs>